Oh my God, guys, it's episode eight of Pop Cannon. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. I'm Andrew. And I'm Brian. And today we are talking all about Aquaman. Mr. Water. We're back! <laughs> the sequel to uh, Waterboy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by James Wan, starring Stuck. Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, Patrick Wilson, Willem Dafoe, and many more. You forgot Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Uh, he's included in the many more section. <laughs> and, and Django Fett. <laughs> Tamura Morrison, right? Oh my god, was that... Yeah. That was... Holy shit. You didn't Attack know of the Clones? You didn't know that was him? Was 16 years ago. You didn't know that was him? No. Oh shit. Oh my god. Right out of the gate, we're blowing Andrew's mind. <laughs> oh man, you guys are just blowing me right out the gate. Hey. hey. In what? some countries, you pay extra for that. <laughs> so Right out the gate. <laughs> so, what was everyone's initial thoughts? So, like, uh, you, mean, you mean credits roll, what did we think? Yeah. I, I thought it was a, a ton of fun, the whole movie. Uh, visually, it was mind-blowing in some parts. Uh the CGI, I mean, you know, uh, people complain about the overuse of CGI in movies, but I really don't think you could do this movie without it. And what they accomplished with it was stunning. Every time they went underwater, uh, every time they went to Atlantis, Atlantis was beautiful. The fight scenes were incredible. I mean, it was, I, I had a fantastic time with the movie. Robert. I enjoyed it a hell of a lot. Um, I was I was nervous going into it, but once yeah. the credits rolled, I was like, "Wow, that was awesome!" In a lot of ways, so definitely a positive for me. Yep. In my opinion, uh, I I thought it was so much fun. I just, I just thought it was such a fun movie, especially coming out of DC, where their last couple films have been. A little more on the serious side. Uh, this was a blast, start to finish. I thought, um, like Andrew said, the CGI was really good. Um, I really liked the direction and the camera work, especially. Yes. And uh, yes, we're going to get into the camera work because I had there are so <laughs> oh, many, yeah. so many yeah. awesome, oh, awesome yeah. decisions. All right, so um, I really liked it. I, I thought it was really good, but as the credits rolled, really, my thoughts were that was that was crazy. Uh, that was just fucking nuts, and yeah. in a really and in a really good way, um, because it was just way out there. And um, you know, there there were things that I I didn't like about it, but I liked way more than I didn't like. And, and I agree. And the things yeah. that I liked, I liked so much, it it far outweighed what I didn't like. I think that's the general consensus of everyone you know they there were there were issues and but at the end of the movie like it really didn't matter because the good far outweighed the bad right so do you want to go you guys want to start talking about the costume work that they did in this movie yeah the the production value was ridiculous (laughs) oh yeah yeah i mean mean, really i'm going to say it again i've said to multiple people already it's the game of the it's the Game of Thrones of the DC universe, of, or the DC EU, yeah. I should say. I was honestly like, I was pleasantly surprised when uh, 
in the beginning when Ocean Master is meeting with uh, King Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> and it went so hard into like this medieval fantasy feel. King Nereus. Thank you. Mm. You're welcome. But like went so hard into that fantasy, uh, medieval fantasy feel, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of thing, and I love that stuff. I'm like, oh, cool, this is the kind of movie we're getting. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Every single piece of costume work on this film is incredible, dude. Comic accurate. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. But right, right from the beginning, Nicole Kidman's Atlantean suit. Yeah. And then oh. the, and then the militia that showed up to bring her back. Oh my like, god. Uh, that overly clean white shell with the water yeah. in the helmet. Like, ama- immediately I was like, what is happening? This is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. They went for it. They just went full full bore into it, you know? No apologies. They were just like, this is what this movie's going to be. And I, and I appreciate the balls. Even uh, when we got towards the end, when we see Nicole Kidman's character again, mm-hmm. her armor at that point in the film awesome with the shells going up the sides yeah spikes the giant claw yep yeah yeah it's fucking awesome all that stuff looked phenomenal um even especially my favorite was ocean master's helmet oh god damn yes when he put that on they did it when he put that on it was just I just remember that scene, like right before they go to that big war, and he's got the purple armor on the front. I'm like, yeah, this has got to be the end of the movie because that's his comic. That's what he wears in the comics. And then he puts the helmet on, and it's just. It's so cool to see something come, literally come off the page. Yeah. And that's what it looked like. Yeah. All these people came right off the page of the comic, and it was all so comic accurate. It was. It was just mind blowing. I'm like geeking out so hard about it right now, but he he just he immediately like it was just right out right off the page. That that look they perfectly perfectly accurate, and I loved it. Uh, We're still talking about Ocean Master. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I love how they even had. I don't know if you noticed when he had the full mask and helmet on. It it moved like with his eyes and his yeah, eyebrow and everything. The expressions, that was fucking awesome. That was a cool fucking choice. awesome. And and I I don't read Aquaman comics, but when I saw Ocean Master, I was like, "That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the guy mm-hmm. that I I recognize from the pages." Yeah. And then when he started being able like emoting, it showed through, and the CGI for that part looked absolutely astounding. And then uh, another great comic accurate uh, costume was Black Manta. Oh, yeah, uh, good, good gravy. <laughs> it was exactly what I wanted when I when I heard Black Manta was going to be in it. That's what I wanted. Yeah, and because he was it's just, ruthless and amazing. Oh, he, he was a, like his costume is slightly upgraded from what the comic represented usually, but regardless, uh, it's so perfect. Yeah. yeah, it was perfect. Like his costume was perfect, and the actor, unbelievable Kelly. job. Yeah, he did an unbelievable job bringing Black Man into life. I believed it. I believed it. For people that you know aren't as familiar, or haven't read the comics, Black Manta is no fucking joke. No, 
He <laughs> is a ruthless killing machine <laughs> that can take on metahumans. But back to guys, um, back to huh? his back to his costume for a second. Yeah, uh, when yeah. he was uh, getting it all ready and making the helmet, and then the first time, like the blast, he like yeah. dodged it, and he's like, "I'm gonna need a, to make the helmet bigger." Like that was great. I, yeah. I loved and I'm so yeah. thankful for an in-universe explanation for his plasma beams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, dude. Yep. Was it just me or when you guys, when he pulled out that gun, yeah. you all go, up oh, there it is. There it yeah, is, it yep. Just, yep. There it is. There, there's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> that was Fucking so awesome. awesome. Yeah. So awesome. Um, and then another costume decision, uh, a specific one, uh, Aquaman's King uh, costume. Yes. Oh. Yep. <laughs> that was it. That was the that was straight from the comic. I'm kind of upset that they spoiled that reveal in the trailer. Uh, yeah. Because I think that that would have been a huge moment to have buzzing about after the film came out. But regardless, well, there's... it it looked so good. It looked so there's... good. There's also a massive billboard where I work where it's him in the armor standing next <laughs> but, to Mira. So I've been looking at it for like a month and a half now. That's awesome. So that's that's yeah. the thing, because if they didn't put it in the trailer, they wouldn't be able to market it that way. They, yeah, they, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't be able, able to, show to use that, that as yeah. the image yeah. saying, come see this movie. Look at him. Look at, right. look at how great he looks. Well, so, and, then, and then that's why I'm glad I avoided everything but the first trailer. Right, because I, I don't believe right I don't believe that armor was in the first trailer, no. and I'm glad I avoided. I, mean, I eventually saw the the gif of him mm-hmm. co- walking through the waterfall because I was just everywhere. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. oh, sweet, he has the armor, like that's cool. But, um, yeah, the uh, I, a, a small piece, a small uh, specific thing that I liked was that the glove pieces went up to his elbows and kind of came off like fins. Yeah, really yeah. enjoyed that look. That was yeah. cool. Mira's costumes were all good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, com- again, she always had a you know a simple costume, but it was it was comic accurate. Um, one of the costume decisions that I did not like is that when everyone's out of their uh, hero costume or Atlantean costume, they're all wearing linen pants. <laughs> didn't like that, but that's just me. So. <laughs> not, a, not a fan of linen. Not a fan of linen pants. Not a linen guy. Not a linen guy. There's not a lot of fabric options underwater, guys. All right. So, like, <laughs> would you prefer corduroys, Robert? <laughs> uh, for for formal occasions, yes. Perhaps, perhaps a lot of wet denim, <laughs> just dragging people. Around. Well, that was the thing. Like, I get that they can't be wearing jeans. So, linen pants make sense. They're on the coast. It's a whole look. I get it. At least he wasn't wearing like dock shoes and chino shorts, you know. <laughs> Some caprizios. Yeah, he wasn't an Annapolis boy, so that's good. <laughs> um, one of the things about the costumes, which also ties into the plot, was we mentioned the Atlantean soldiers, how they had the helmets with the water within them. Yes. And they use mm-hmm. that as part of the story for how most Atlanteans can't breathe. Right. And they played with that in all of the fight scenes. Yeah. Yes. And I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, yeah, the pull with the toilet. 
<laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I kind of was pretty good. I could have done without that, but you know, yeah. it was it was a good chuckle. Yeah. Like, anyway, eh, breathing toilet. Yeah. Um, I, I loved I loved all uh, really I loved all the design choices. Um, the, and even even the, uh, the the different kingdoms they all had yeah. a different thing Absolutely. about them. Uh, the 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 fishermen uh, kingdom they looked yeah. awesome. The, the uh, people, yeah, the fish people, and the the brine where they're just the brine the fucking I, volcano. I love yeah, the name. Cool. The name. Yeah, the brine. I I popped so hard for the name, Rob. Did you immediately think of the crab like I did? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> the crab is a fictional character that Andrew and I came up with at work. Anyway. <laughs> he was a, it was a man that was bitten by a radioactive, radioactive crab. No, the crab bitten by a radioactive man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Any, anywho. Anyway. If you'd like to know more about the crab, hit us up on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I'll post uh, a picture of it. Yeah, even um, like, you know, King Nereus's uh, the I guess Zebel Zebel whatever um, yeah. they had you know their own design it was like a, a very green armor that's why Mira's costume was green because mm-hmm. she's his daughter so uh, just, I just I loved all the design choices all the vehicles were amazing looking mm-hmm. um, all the, the the all their mounts you know for obviously a, a great white shark is cool but then the giant fucking seahorses yeah yeah they were, were awesome. awesome and then yeah. uh, and then Orm. Orm, yeah, rode yeah. a giant like alligator creature, a giant like an alligator monster it, thing. Yeah, I think I think it was like a Leoplerodon or something. I don't know. It was like it was, something. It's like some ancient thing. Whatever the thing is in Jurassic World, the megalodon, not the megalodon, but whatever that is. Is it a magical okay. Leoplerodon? I don't know, but it was. It looked like a giant ancient creature. It was so cool. And he and he commanded that thing. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Black Manta's ship looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. how great was yeah. that? It was a literal black manta. Like, <laughs> as soon as it came, he, where did he come up with the name? Even <laughs> as soon as it came on screen, I just had the elbow. Rob was like, eh, 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 "You yeah. know who that is?" Eh, eh. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, there so was cool. nobody. There was nobody sitting next to me because I saw it at like nine o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> and I was looking around like eh, also, eh. also moved out to L.A., so we weren't there. Yeah, that's true. Um, L.A. <laughs> but you. but speaking of uh, Manta ship, let's let's talk about the plot a little bit. Okay. Um, right. How I mean it we... it's it's the it's the opening you know Aquaman where he where uh, Thomas Curry yeah Thomas Curry finds Queen Atlanta uh, in the midst of a storm brings her in she is reasonably freaked out and tries to kill him and yeah. then they bang. And, <laughs> and that, yeah, and there's an adorable puppy. Oh my god, the puppy! It was I, I, there's. I heard a few audible like, oh yeah, when the oh, yeah. oh yeah, our whole theater. Oh, <laughs> honestly, I thought the dog was gonna die, but I'm I know glad, I'm glad. I, it did. I also had that same thought. I was like, oh no, don't kill that fucking dog. Yeah. John, John Wick has ruined us all for dogs in cinema. <laughs> I was like, his dad's then, gonna go to the depths of the ocean and kill some motherfuckers <laughs> if they kill that dog. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, they eventually fall in love because he gives her some really good tea. I thought you were gonna say D. Really good D. <laughs> eventually, yes, that does happen. And uh, we are brought Arthur Curry. Mm. Named after a fucking hurricane. Yeah, I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, having him. I don't know. How about Arthur? <laughs> after a hurricane? Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. How about this thing that's killing a bunch of people? Yeah. Sounds but accurate. But when, <laughs> but when the Atlantean soldiers show up God to damn. take Atlanta back, oh my oh, God. That fight that sequence fight was so scene. cool. That, the, the way that the camera moved made like me s- audibly gasp because it was so well done. It was so innovative, and I've never seen anything quite like that the cam- in a superhero film. The camera never had uh, a horizon in any, yeah. of the, in any of the fight yeah. scenes. The camera never had, this is where we're going to be. It just did whatever it needed to to show you everything. No and- fucking shaky cam. Nope. Yes, Jesus Christ. Thank you, James Wan. Yeah, James Wan. Direct- the director of photography is, too. Thank you. Or cinematography. James Wan uh, was able to do something in superhero films that reinvented the way that the fight scenes work. Where mm-hmm. he was able to maneuver the camera any way imaginable, even defying the laws of cinema yeah. in order to present it in a certain way that made it different. So I applaud him for that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. All the underwater scenes where it, the camera just worked 360 degrees. It was so good. So good. Like, I, I, the horizon got inverted. The yeah. Everything was awesome. I, I just, oh, God damn And it never made me feel dizzy or anything like that. No. You know, it, it always worked perfectly. It got yeah. my wife a little bit, but otherwise it was all right. She got a little seasick. She had, well, to, cover, then, she had uh, to cover her eyes and look down for a second because it was kind of making her dizzy. But, <laughs> but then she, she also... Dizzy. Yeah, she gets dizzy from just standing up really fast on the couch. <laughs> but then she also got shirtless Jason Momoa a lot, so I'm yeah, sure that... Yeah, I mean, you get, one, you, hey. you get what you get, you know? We all got shirtless Jason Momoa. <laughs> that was a Christmas gift for us all. So that was the world present. So I've always I, back to the the fight scene at the beginning there. I'm I, you know Nicole Kidman. Um, I've never I mean I, I've never been like a fan of hers per se. I've never been not a fan of hers. But let me tell you, I was totally like I was like oh shit she's kicking ass. And I'm yeah, sure that yeah. I don't know if a stunt double was used at certain points, but it looked like she was doing some of it. Dude, she did a really <laughs> good job. Yeah, <laughs> but just like because it it's. I don't know, maybe I was thinking of, but it still had the underwater feel, the way the camera was yeah. moving. Oh, absolutely. Kind of a X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That was flowing around her as she was doing all these flips and things, which I just think was a, kind of a nice touch going with the Not only the not, not only with how the, the soldiers looked, like that they were so, it was just so batshit, like, oh, fuck, this is a completely alien type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when they fought, when they got hit, you saw water leak out. Like the, mm-hmm. I mean, and that, that went that goes towards you know that they they have water inside the suit. But I was like, oh shit, that's really cool. Like there's no blood or anything. It's just it's just, there's water. You know, yeah, know. That, they're uh, leaking. Yeah. She made them all leak. Yeah. Ooh, he leaking. <laughs> <laughs> Soaking <laughs> wet. Never mind. <laughs> hey, well, another only only the highborn Atlanteans right. and underwater peoples can breathe air. Right. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Which we mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. One of those highborns being King Orm. Dude. Patrick Wilson, for me, was the MVP of this movie. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. He did do a lot of underwater yelling. Yeah. But he sold that. I was sold on that character. And for lack of a better phrase, pardon the pun, hook, line, and sinker. 
<laughs> Good night, when, everybody. <laughs> when they had when they had the scene where Orm comes face to face with Aquaman for the first time, for the first time when he's chained up, yeah, fantastic, fantastic work, yeah. And and mm. the soldiers are holding him back, and they're trying, they're struggling, and Jason Momoa like charges at Patrick Wilson, and he doesn't even flinch, not even a little yeah. bit. Because he knows exactly, he knows exactly how far he can go, and he gets right to that line and just stands there, and he's like, "What are you gonna do?" Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, what the fuck, are you gonna do about it? You gonna splash? You gonna splash me, little boy? You gonna splash me, <laughs> uh, Mr. Fins? <laughs> but even like Orm is not threatened by Aquaman, by Aquaman whatsoever. Well, he's threatened by his existence, but not when he's in his own kingdom. He's not threatened at all. Exactly, but I'm saying I'm. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, when when he's surrounded by his guards and his people, he's not thinking, "Oh, this this uh, what what do they keep calling him? The the half breed. The yep. They're like this half breed is nothing. The mud blood. This this hydro <laughs> this hydro gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so just a real quick thing because that scene that was a great scene, um, but that scene really. So going into this, and especially when they were announcing that they were going to do an Aquaman movie and introduce Aquaman, you know, through Justice League and so forth, I wondered how they were going to do, how they were going to sell a movie that was going to take place almost entirely underwater. Um, and I was like, are we going to see their hair move? Are we going to see, you know, watery effects and so forth? Or is it just going to be like, it's just underwater and you're going to see seaweed and stuff. And they sold it. They they pulled it off really well. All the hair movement. All yeah. every everything looked just looked like it was underwater. You I, get you get you get little wavy effects every once in a while that you notice, you know, and then it yeah. moves on. Yeah, it was. I saw I saw a couple cool. people complain about the hair underwater, but I honestly Christ. thought there's no there's no better way to do that. Th that's no, how hair, that's how hair's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. But shit moves underwater. There's currents, people. Eddies. What do you want? And then like anytime any of them would move subtly. The yeah. hair would would stay where it is, and then that's what of, happens. Yeah, that's naturally like if I you put people. hair underwater, that's what it would do. I hate people. I'm gonna go live under the sea. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I too have seen people like complaining about that, and there was no point in the film where I was pulled out of it because no. of the hair. Not because <laughs> of the hair. I was any, pulled out yeah. of it at one point, but it wasn't well, the hair. Well, we'll get we'll get there too. Yeah. If, yeah. if if anything, that just immersed me more in that world. But yeah. just, I'm like, oh yeah, this is an underwater culture. Makes and sense. And the the entire time, I just kept thinking, oh my god, oh my god, why haven't we gotten a Bioshock movie yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Because that would look incredible. If like this, when if James Wan could do a, a Bioshock. Yeah. Oh, movie. good god. Please. Good god. The he jump just becomes scare. the underwater guy. <laughs> But the, <laughs> with the big daddies, oh my! Yes, yeah. The uh, when Mara and Aquaman were coming into hey, hey. Atlantis, uh, Atlantis for the very first time. Oh, that shot was great. The the underwater kingdom, everything looked fantastic, and it just reminded me of taking the bathysphere in Bioshock down to ah. the city of Rapture for the very ah. first time. Fair, fair enough. Why do you need a bridge underwater? <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of already there. <laughs> it, we're just um, keeping up appearances. But yeah, so so then we, you know, so we got past uh, the introduction, introductory scene, and then we get Black Manta's introduction. Oh. Um, yeah. So 
I will admit that it was a bit overdramatic. However, it did the job for selling his intensity throughout the rest of the movie. For, that, yeah. for me. I agree to a point. It was when he when they were yelling back and forth at each other when his father was going to pass away. Uh, it was a bit much. Yeah, no, I I, I felt it was a, a little overdramatic too. And this was the the part where I started. I mean, I know it's early in the movie, but this is where I did start having script problems uh, yeah. or problems with the script. Like, like you know, the thing docks and you see people get you know Russian or not see, but you see the gun shooting and it's Russian sailors. You see were shot, and then it just halts for the first of many walls of exposition being thrown at us. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, it was that, that scene between uh, Black Manta's father and him just kind of went a little long and I get that they had to lay the groundwork, but I just, I don't know. I felt like there was a, a less clunky way to do that. Yeah. There's several points in the movie where you're like, Holy exposition. Yeah. Um, but, and like we had talked about afterward, Brian, um, there's really no other way that they, they had no. to, there had to be huge chunks of exposition. Like that's all Dolph Lundgren's character was there for. <laughs> right. They, uh, the, the only way they could have done it is if they had started the movie with like, like uh, kind of like what Lord of the Rings did. Uh, for you know, I guess maybe only two of us have seen it, but at the beginning of Fellowship of the Ring, they do like a back history of mm-hmm. you know the the of Middle Earth leading up to this, you know. So right, they, yeah. that, but that you know, I, I get they didn't probably didn't want to do that because it would have been like, oh, this is just like Lord of the Rings or something, right? And and even I don't think that would have been a smart decision because then it would take so long to get into the actual film and yeah. right. exactly what's going on. Everybody's, so, everybody's first complaint would have been, it's called Aquaman. I don't even see him for the first 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 No, so, that's fair. That's fair. And that's, that's a double-edged sword. And that's with anything yeah. cinema related. Like yeah, you need to get that swords. You, you need to get that exposition in so that people could understand what's happening. Yeah. And yeah. if you didn't, then people would be confused. There's and, a smooth way to do it, yeah. and then there's a non-smooth way to do it. And I, th- I think they towed the line for most of it. Yes. It, it, some of it was like, oh, okay, he's telling people what's going on. And other points, it's like, the audience needs to know this. <laughs> like, so like they, they did a little bit of both. So I'm not upset about it. It's just some points it was uh, a lot more like, oh, my God, are we still talking about that? Like, yeah. that kind of thing. But uh, back to the submarine with, uh, what were the, Jesse Kane? I think that's his father's name. And then David Kane is, is Black Manta. Yeah, Jesse. When they're, yeah, and, uh, you don't, I don't tell you how to captain. You don't tell me how to pirate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was like, I kind of like corny over the top lines like that. Well, then, then you'll love this movie. <laughs> there was definitely a bunch permission uh, to come aboard like so for example the dialogue like <laughs> some of it was was really cringy oh, oh man shit. yeah and um, there there there's a huge there's about a 15 minute chunk it might not even have been that long of the movie that i don't even think needed to be in it yep uh the the aquaman and mira are now tomb raider 
Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there. I was thinking the same thing. I don't. I don't need it. I didn't need it. And his his dialogue with her, that whole uh, what they what did I call it last night, Brian? Their repartee. Yes. Where they're, where they're or, or lack thereof. Yeah. Where they're <laughs> where they're serving one liners to each other back and forth, like. It didn't establish a relationship for me. No. It just made me go, oh my God. Because <clears throat> the the brutal obviousness that DC is like, we heard your message loud and clear. You don't want dark? Here's cereal candy. Like, that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it. Um, it. It was, he was just goofy and dumb when he was around her, yeah. which... In- he was full on Aqua Bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then when I say that out loud, I guess he, he the only time he's able to be his true self is around her. But that's me projecting on the movie. That's not what the movie told me. But even even some of that that dialogue from uh, the child version of Oh my God, Arthur Curry. Oh, he his that that kid's performance. Put when- that kid in a boat and send him out to sea. When Volko is never to be seen him, again. When Volko yeah. is Holy training him, shit. that was that was terrible. That kid, I uh, he probably only got the part because he kind of looks like Jason Momoa very right. younger. Right. That um, is that is what pulled me. Out it of might the movie. even be Jason Momoa's cousin, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and and good for him for landing a big role because, like we said, the movie's done over four hundred million dollars worldwide, but. That kid should never act again in his entire life. That, that was that, terrible. Absolutely terrible. I was like cringing while he lied to me. Like, yeah. oh, get out of here. <laughs> He's like, what happened to my mother? You you told me that she was going to come back. And does she not even love me anymore? Like, oh, my God. God Talk about melodramatic. Especially acting opposite Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it's got to be really hard for a young up and coming actor to act against a demon. <laughs> <laughs> because Willem Dafoe is a fucking ageless demon. <laughs> those eyes, those yellow eyes, <laughs> that, that grin. He's looked the same for almost twenty years. <laughs> Jesus, horrifying. He's a I didn't, fucking reptile. <laughs> I did notice. I did notice that they de-aged him for those little scenes. bit. A little bit, yeah. And bit. it the worked. The aging was pretty good. It was good. I liked. I liked the de-aging for Volko because it was really subtle. Yeah. I. I. I did not like the de-aging for Tamara Morrison at the beginning. I. When. When. When after a few after the establishing shot and then you're like, we see is it Thomas Curry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we see him. I was like, "Oh shit, that's supposed to be Tamara Morrison." But, oh, okay, yeah. It, to me, the de aging was obvious there. But, um, I thought it looked all right. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty good. I didn't even yeah. notice that it <clears throat> looked bad. It took me a little while to realize that that's what was happening. <laughs> yeah, which made me go, "That's probably means it's good." That's right? a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like I said to, uh, as I said to Rob last night after me, I was like, "I got. I guess I'm just super." critical like i've gotten a really super sensitive about that i don't know why uh, that kind of stuff just really uh, just i don't know it bothers me but um, you like zero in on it yeah the, the whole time like during those first few scenes i was like man i wish they would have gotten whoever they did to make up Mo- Grand Moff tarkin for rogue one they should have done for this with do the de-aging yeah. for yeah because that was you know anyway but um, if you really think about it the amount of cgi in this film Unbelievable! Oh, oh, don't get don't get me wrong. The effects in this movie were fucking incredible. 
they did they did a fantastic job on the CGI in this movie. And there's going to be people who complain about it because unless you're under the umbrella of Disney, you do it wrong. Um, but it's fantastic. It's A plus, A plus computer generated. Anyone complaining about the CGI in this movie are looking for something to complain for that's not there because I watched that first trailer and in the first trailer I was like, yeah, Atlantis looks kind of good, but I don't know. The CGI looks not, it, it clearly wasn't finished for that first trailer. Yeah, Sure, sure. And when they when they hit like the same scene when he and Mara are in her little fish boat or fish submarine whatever, and they go into Atlantis, I was blown away. What did you how do how did you describe it last night, Brian? Well, I, I think the comparison with Avatar is apt. You know, it's 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 a, an underwater Avatar. Yeah, um, and that's the hugest compliment that anybody could pay to the CGI in this movie. Apparently, uh, yeah. But I love well, I love the people that will complain about the CGI, but will have zero concept on what it takes to do CGI in a film yeah. and to to work on on set on something like that. Because you're literally taking nothing and you're making something with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I know Avatar is very popular in, in this podcast, but uh, <laughs> so, so, something that can't be denied is the technical achievement. Like that, Absolutely. 100%. That... that there is a a world that was created, <laughs> and that is what yeah. that's what they did here for Aquaman. They created a world, an underwater world, and it was completely believable. Definitely, and so gorgeous. so going from that, let's talk about the trench. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> because I I think that was my favorite part of the film. Do you want to do favorite sequences? Yeah, let's do favorite sequences. Jordan, I'm- what was your favorite sequence? <laughs> The trench, <laughs> god damn it! Because when they're on that boat, and then all of a sudden you just see those creatures. Oh, 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 it was everything. It was everything. There were so many of them. They take the flares. They dive into the water, and Can that we... shot where you see everyone ah, falling. That, them. That is one of my best or my favorite shots in the whole movie. Yeah, it's just that far away shot of the red light, and there's swarms. It's of just the trench a coming around them. Cross. A, it's a cross section of of from the boat down into the ocean. Yeah, that it, so the dread that was built up was just <laughs> diving headfirst into the water. Like, uh, it was crazy to me. And Andrew and I were talking about it a little bit the other day, where we were saying they kind of jumped around from genres for like a little bit of the movie. Yeah, so that no. was straight horror. Yeah, that was yes. straight horror. When they're in the cabin of the boat and they're just popping up all over the place, <laughs> dark, and they're these hideous monsters. Yeah, like I, I said. It, it, it felt like it went pretty seamlessly from time to time between different genres, and I think they did a good job, especially with the trench. Oh man, absolutely! I, I was telling Rob last night. So the the term is called thassalophobia. It's a fear of the the ocean and like creatures and so forth. That mm. um, that I've seen like on Reddit, 4chan, stuff like that. The memes of just you know a boat on the surface and then just something massive or numerous underneath it. And I, I swear James Wan must've been on some of these threads. Yeah. <laughs> they started going down and I was like, Oh God, this is a meme. Um, <laughs> and the further they went down, the more there were. I know. And, I and they're like closing in. Yeah. They're like at the bottom already. And they're swarming past them because they're like trying to get to them. But then the, the light, 
force them away. Yeah, and they're just like punching them out of the way as they go. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like bumping into them and shit. So cool, Andrew. What was your favorite sequence? Um, my favorite sequence was actually the second fight when Black Manta shows up when they're in Italy. Oh, uh, in Sicily. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah. Excuse me, Sicily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you watch your mouth. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that whole—it was just such well done action and fighting, and we got to see Aquaman fighting Black Manta. Yeah, and that was all I really wanted when they, we got that. When they hit that church square, I haven't seen a Sicilian church square clear out faster than in The Godfather Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Boom. Boom. Oh. Bada boom. Uh. Um, I, I, I will I will second Andrews because that is also my favorite sequence of the entire really? movie. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, did, did you guys ever notice that every time Black Manta showed up, he interrupted what was going on with an explosion? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's just every single that's time. his MO, man. Yeah. That's um it's not just it wasn't just Black Manta though. It was like every time there was a quiet moment, period. Like when Mira when Mara Volko and uh, and uh, Arthur are meeting down in that that pocket of air in the ship. There's yep. an explosion. Yeah. There. Like so, and then there was a review that I had seen, and I think they're right uh, that this is James Wan bringing his influence from like horror films that he's done before. Like I think Paranormal Activity. He did. Um, he did the Conjuring. Conjuring Insidious. I know he did that too, or I'm pretty sure he did that. But he, oh, so, so those horror films with the jump scares that this was his way of having a jump scare. Like you'll have a nice quiet moment and then just boom explosion. Yeah. And you're, and you're yeah. back into the action. It's, it's phenomenal. Brian, what was your favorite part in the movie? I mean, the trench was so great. Um, I, I guess, honestly, I guess I'll have to say um, just to, for something for different, uh, the, the last oh, battle. No. <laughs> Holy shit. So I have a question before we get into that. What the hell okay. were they fighting on? What do you mean? Like, what was that ship thing that they were fighting on with the giant fins? I assume that was Ocean Master's ship. Yes, yeah. it was. Uh, you mean you're talking about on the surface, like when they're yeah, above the water? Yeah. The it was some sort of wreckage. I don't think it was Ocean Master's ship. I think it was wreckage oh. that because there was it was a you saw it was a propeller yeah. up in the. So I think it was something that had been underwater and blown up and then came up to the top. Okay. Because that was never oh, like, so clear to me. I definitely thought that Ocean Master's ship breached the surface and then that's what they were on. Maybe it was just like from one of the ships that they destroyed that floated to the surface. Yeah, that was probably it. At, at, at a certain point, his ship did and a bunch of other ships did. Yeah. Um, but I believe what they were specifically fighting on was wreckage. Because it was all that fight sequence was awesome. Yeah. But yeah. just from the beginning of the the battle between the Atlanteans and the brine, the crab people, crab people. All right, I was um, wondering who was going to be the first one to say crab people. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Right there here. It is. Um, and the, and then giant crabs. No. Oh. Yeah, like just all, all that was. They have they had crab ATATs. <laughs> they had a. Uh, <laughs> um, no, that that was a that was a great battle, and then fucking Arthur shows him just like, hey, here's my thing. It's this giant uh, sea oh, creature yeah. voiced by Julie by Julie fucking Andrews. <laughs> it um, was voiced by Julie Andrews, dude. Mary fucking Poppins voiced that sea creature. I didn't even I didn't even the realize Karen. that, but that's amazing. <laughs> 
I had to look it up, I but didn't it was that either. But holy <laughs> shit, that's fucking amazing! And now that you like pointed that out, like I totally, I totally hear it. Yeah, yeah. That's she did have oh a very man, sing songy kind of voice for a sea monster. That yep. that part was awesome. <laughs> yeah, Dude, that, that, that that fucking kaiju thing was amazing. Oh yeah, with the I love that we only got a, like a glimpse of its tentacles yeah. when he's. Oh, when yeah. he's trying to, you know, uh, get the trident, but then it shows up and it's just like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so that's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite part was the, the the big last battle going into you know the Orm versus uh, Aquaman. So really quick in in Ocean Master, Ocean Master in in the uh, in the Ocean Master versus Aquaman at the end when Ocean Master uh, uh, his his mother makes her return. And yeah. everybody, everybody yes. obviously acknowledges her as their queen, and they take a knee for her and everything. Um, right. And she kind of explains to Orm like the situation, and he just like accepts it, which I thought was really cool. And and Aquaman refuses to kill him, and they put him in shackles and stuff like that. And they tell him they they play back the give him a room with a view thing, uh, yeah. and they take him to the water, and it like a wave comes up. And gone. And they disappear. That so was fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was. Awesome. I was like, God damn it, they've done everything. <laughs> like, So, I, I'm, I was surprised at how much in this movie that it actually had emotional impact for me, at least. Um, yeah. There, there, were, there were multiple times where I was like, I was welling up because of just how intense the emotions were like when because uh, during the last battle i kept expecting for atlanta to show up yeah um, and then when she does it's just like oh fuck mm -hmm. <laughs> See, <laughs> my uh the, what got me and and what made me well up was at the end when uh, yeah. on the dock <laughs> on the dock yeah when she shows back up uh -huh. he, still like, oh this. he still comes to this still comes the end of the dock uh, every morning i'm doing it right now <laughs> i'm thinking about it <laughs> Yeah. That was that was perfect. Yeah, that was perfect. But uh, but even early in the movie when she's you know I you know I have to go back and you know I have to I have to leave him to save his life. You know when she's leaving Thomas and Arthur, just like there, there are several beats throughout the movie where it's just like wow they really hit an emotional core there. Yeah, and I love that they they opened the movie and closed the movie with the story of his mother and father and their, their meeting and then their uh, reconciliation, I guess you'd want to call it or something when they come back together at the end. I love, reunited. That, I love that that was the open and close of the movie. Their Craigslist misconnection. <laughs> she finally yes. got some service down in the lost world. And... <laughs> um, yeah. I one... loved, I loved it. Uh, what did you guys think of, when he's when they're on the ship in the beginning or in the submarine and he's fighting Black Manta and he's just fucking working him over because he's Aquaman and Black Manta is just some guy, and then his dad comes in with the grenade launcher. Oh man! <laughs> that was... So Aquaman's like, "You piece of shit," and fucking pins him to a wall. But let's <laughs> all right. So so let's let's pull that apart really quick. Yeah, uh, Black Manta's father is a piece of shit because yeah. he fired yeah. a fucking grenade launcher in a submarine. Yeah. yeah, like also, Jesus also, Christ, dude! <laughs> they're murderous pirates. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. fuck around. Yeah, yeah, but, that's where... but that notwithstanding, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I almost feel like 
him <laughs> like he pins him under the um when he dodges the second fucking grenade yeah. that he blasts at him <laughs> and he Christ. pops pops a hole in it. Dodges, you know, Aquaman dodges it in the uh, look like a torpedo or whatever it was. Yeah, it was fell torpedo. onto yeah Jesse Kane onto his and legs. <laughs> it was arguably worse that Aquaman saw it happening, knew he could fix it, and let him die than just straight up killing him. Yeah, and I'm glad that I'm very glad that he recognized that that was his fault when yeah. <laughs> when Black Manta comes back after yeah, the so after fun. that battle. Mm-hmm. He he's like I, I could have saved his father and I let him die and I believe I made an enemy and I was like, yeah. wow he he is really a big dumb bro. <laughs> yeah, he was Aqua bro. <laughs> I liked that. I liked I did. that yeah. decision by him because he was like, you know what, you got yourselves into it. You get yourself yeah, into it. and the the, what he... the sea offers mercy, not me. That yeah, was some, that was yeah, a great line. Yeah, I, I, I thought mercy or something. Sweet. Um, also, I just like the whole fight scene when he's just beating the shit out of the pirates, and he puts the one dude up on his shoulders and just runs through the oh. door. <laughs> and knocks brutal, brutal. And then brutal. he closes the door on the other guy's head. Yeah. Boom. Oh. He bitch slaps the one guy into the ground. <laughs> he full on bitch slapped that guy onto the ground. That final shot of Aquaman popping out of the water that we see before the credits, uh-huh. directly out of the comics. Yep. Oh. It, it looks like a goddamn comic book. There are there are so many sizzle shots yes. in this mm-hmm. movie, and there's so many there's so many like splash pages in it. It's great. Yeah, I I'm such a sucker for like the big mo- like one of my favorite moments is of course when he's fighting Black Manta and he says something. And he goes, "Call me Black Manta," and then blasts him with the eye beams. Little punctuations like that. It's like, oh shit, he said it. Yeah. <laughs> or at the end when Ocean Master or Orm is talking to the thing and he's like, I'll never call you king. He's like, no. Yeah. I was, as Ocean soon as he Master. said no, I fucking like half stood up in my seat, like, oh, he's going to say it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I'm Superman 4, the quest for peace. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm such a sucker for moments like that and they're pulled off so you, well. You are a sucker. We know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the, I agree. I agree, Andrew. They they did do a very good job executing them and in this film. So the score for the film, yeah, yeah, I great, very great much, hit. I very much liked the themes that every character had. Yeah, uh, I loved, I loved Manta's theme. Yep, yep. Yeah. I loved uh, Ocean Master's theme. Mm-hmm. His was good. Uh, Aquaman's theme just seemed to be a errant guitar riff. Yeah, every they once in a while, Icky thump at one point, right? No, I don't, did they? What? 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 It was they, they played a White Stripe song at one point. They're okay. So I liked the score of the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, the sound just, Oh yeah. Real, real quick, Junkie XL. Um, he did the score. So just another, another great. Oh, cool. Uh, knocked out of the park by Junkie XL. He also did Wonder Woman, right? He did. He, he did. did. And, and, he, and, and he that, that riff. With, and he teamed with Hans Zimmer to do Batman versus Superman. Right. Yeah. Um, but I like the score, but I did yeah. not like any of the pop music that was ridiculously placed into the film. Wait, yeah. now, Rob, are you telling me that <laughs> that as the Indiana Jones slash Tomb Raider seg- segment kicked off, that you did not want to hear Pitbull's Ocean to Ocean cover of uh, <laughs> of Toto's Africa? 
uh, as they were walking out of the water. You don't want to hear that? That was <sighs> painful. That was yeah. painful. And what's, so what's painful. Gentlemen, that is one of the greatest songs ever written. I'm sorry. What's worse, <laughs> what's worse to me about that? What's worse to me about that decision is that it is barely 15 seconds. Which, to which, means to me that it didn't even need to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course it did not. not need to happen. No, um, that not. pulled me out of that, and then absolutely made me hypercritical of that whole section because you and I, because, you and I just looked at each other. Yeah, because my whole uh, suspension of belief was dissipated. Yeah, and then had to be built back up again. <laughs> so I, I couldn't have hated that decision more, and not yeah. even just not even just that song because there was like one or two other pop songs randomly placed into it yeah. that just I, like I get that Guardians of the Galaxy did it well okay yeah and oh, I, well, I will even say yeah, I will but that even give you I will even give you that Suicide Squad did it pretty well also but it does not need to happen for every fucking movie yeah period now, I'm you wondering would... if that's part of like just a way to market it oh. and they were just like well you know, we'll, we can get some more money for the marketing budget if we just put this clip from the song in from the soundtrack so we could sell the soundtrack. But in, like, so, many, in so many other films, the song that they use for perhaps a trailer or something won't even be in the movie until the credits. Yeah. So that's why I was like, why? Or if they let it off with somebody listening to that piece of shit song on their radio and they shut their car off. <laughs> like, like, oh, I got to get rid of this car now. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, there, are, there are creative ways to do that. And I feel like they did not do that in this film. But Jordan, that, is, um, that is strictly with the pop music in the film. That is yeah. not anything to do with the score because the score was phenomenal. The score was great. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to be abundantly clear about that. Fuck Pitbull. Um, anyway. I, I, I heard that <laughs> I heard I heard that song play on the morning on a morning radio show and they were like, ugh. Um, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> and I was like, and then they said it was Aquaman. I'm like, oh fuck, please let it just be during the goddamn credits. Yeah. And then and then it hit, and then you and I just looked at each other and we were just like, God damn it. Yeah. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. (laughs) Boo Boo this man. (laughs) So, so when we got to the post credits, Mm -hmm. uh, and we see Black Manta, his his damaged helmet, and he's washed up on a piece of debris, and then you see the edge of a ship pull up. I swear to God, I thought it was going to be Lex Luthor, and I was about ah! to lose my fucking mind. There were, there yeah. were, I think, four or five people behind us that said, oh my God, it's Lex. Really? I, yeah. I, I, I actually... Sat up, uh... I sat up in my chair, and I, I covered my mouth, and I was like, holy shit, if they, if they do this, I'm so in. I wow. wish it were Lex. Lex Luthor has a fishing vessel now. I wish it were Lex, <laughs> but then you'd have the people going, how does he know where they are? Why is he floating around um, finding people in the like? So yeah. the complaints would have been uh, so many, and everybody. There's so much to. There's so much real shit to complain about with the DC extended universe that that's not yeah. something that I would have complained right. about. I wish it were Lex, or I wish Lex. I wish when they when uh, when Black Manta came to, Lex was the guy in the chair. Right. Yeah. That would have been awesome for me. Also. Pleasantly, pleasantly surprised by a Randall Park came. Yeah, yeah, dude. Jim Halpert was great. 
<laughs> he was great in Ant Man and the Wasp as well. But... <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, but it was just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. I liked I liked showing him uh, on the news, like banging the table for his crazy conspiracy theories. That was cool. Yeah, well, that was was because he was in New Fifty Two, right? That character? that character, yeah, I believe yeah. so. Doctor Stevens Shin. Shin, yeah, yeah. yeah Doctor Shin, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be Lex on the boat. I actually thought it was going to be Deathstroke. Um, that would have been cool too. Yeah, really and, cool. and I think that would have even made more sense. I don't know why, but I think it would have made. But yeah, but it turned out to be Steven Shin. So okay. And I'm all right with that because they were. It would have been cool, but the fact that they kept it separate from everything else, in its own little bubble so to speak, was great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably the best part of it was that it's it didn't cross didn't, over. It didn't it didn't massively affect the plot at hand at that point. You know? It was like, oh, this is a thing that's separate, but we're gonna be setting this up for the future. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I've I'm already buying a ticket for Aquaman too. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I just yes. wanna yeah, just any more Aquaman versus Black Manta. I'm I'm cool. I'm very excited for the Blu-ray for this. Yes. Because yeah. I want deleted scenes, I want alternate scenes, I want behind the scenes, I want everything. Give me all of the scenes. <laughs> Give Jordan, me all I guess the... you could say Jordan's a regular scene kid. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm fair I'm fair Welcome to two thousand three, Jordan. <laughs> I'm fairly uh. I'm fairly certain I'm going to go see it again. Uh, yeah. I really, th- there was so much that I know I didn't see in the big wide shots. I just want to take that all in, you know? Right. And then put in earphones when the exposition hits. Uh, <laughs> but, Would you uh, be listening to Pitbull's Africa? Oh, <laughs> um, but about the uh, the Black Manta scene, I'm just really glad they put that, uh, the, 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 the mid-credit scene, I'm really glad they put that in because... While we saw him, you know, fall off the the, the cliff in Sicily, um, that's uh, brutal looking. In, in it was right. good God when he hits him with the fucking super chain. The <laughs> two, the two like stones connected by a chain, and he um, throws it and wraps it around his neck and just takes him out of the sky. Well, because he shoots one of the balls right when it's right in front of his face, and that blows his helmet up. Right. Oh. I was glad that we, they confirmed that he survived. Because yes. Yeah. I was gonna be pissed. Too many of the superhero movies kill off their their like so they didn't kill Orm, they didn't kill uh, Nereus, they didn't kill um, Black Manta. I'm like all these possible antagonists are still around for future movies, which I think is great. I, I love that they didn't kill off people the, because that seems like it's becoming a trope now that oh someone has to, all these people have to die in yeah. superhero movie. I yeah. like that they went a different route. Yeah. The best the best thing about not killing Orm and putting him in jail instead is that it will lead to Aquaman having to go to the surface for another Justice League level event, and Orm will inevitably break out and seize control. Yes. And take Ugh. over all the seven seas and then be dubbed Ocean Master. <laughs> you only need four of seven, Andrew. All right. And so one of them is because it's a desert now. Just need a quorum. Yes. The land of the desert ers. So, no, I read about that, Brian, because yeah. I thought it was really stupid that they called them des- the, des- the, the deserters. deserters. Yes. And they were obviously in a desert. Apparently, that is the first kingdom of the seven to have broken off of right, the, no. the group. And that's why they were the deserters. No, I- I know the happenstance that it wound up being a desert. I know. know. I thought thought they just liked desserts. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, they're, 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 you're missing an S there. Uh. <laughs> your hubris for cupcakes will fall. <laughs> yeah, no, she she said it was an inland sea. No, I totally get that. It's just it's great that it's the, the kingdom of the, de the deserters and it's in a desert. Yeah. So real quick to touch on the killing villains thing. Honest to God, I think the problem with that and the reason why they started doing that was because of what happened to Heath Ledger. Because oh, if you yeah. leave stuff open and your actor dies, <laughs> then you have a problem and then you get the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> so they, the, the screenwriters probably just decided, well, let's, if we kill the villain, we won't have to worry about setting it up for the future. But what happens if the hero actor dies? Then they recast it like they did in Spartacus. <laughs> But still, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, that's just something that I've noticed. But yes, I agree. I like the fact that they kept everyone alive. I like the fact that they're setting things up for the future. And I think it's going to integrate well in with the other DCEU movies. Um, what I, I really enjoyed every time they showed, because uh, we haven't really talked about it yet, uh, Mira, her hydrokinesis powers. Yeah. Yes. Cool. The way Especially your eyes be, would glow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you first really see them, uh, when Aquaman and, and his father are trying to drive home from the bar in this massive tidal wave sent by Ocean tsunami. Master. Tsunami. Yeah, excuse me, <laughs> Tsunami. Uh, sent by Ocean Master to, to punish the, uh, like, a send a warning to the land dwellers. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, and they're trying to outrun in his beat-up old fucking truck. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking crazy, because you see the birds... Yeah, and, was... and 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 much like it would actually be in real life, it really wouldn't make much noise. Right, it, you just see it rolling, and it's like, oh fuck! And then <laughs> all those ships were like getting destroyed, like a yep. fucking battleship that was coming at them. That was nuts. That was. Um, but yeah, when she shows up and and saves the both of the saves her saves uh Arth well really doesn't save Arthur saves his father. Yeah. Uh, creating that pocket that like that was fucking nuts but then yeah right. all of her all of her powers are, are fucking amazing I, I love it yeah they really i think they did a really good job showing them and like you might not have known what they what her power was called but you knew for sure she could like once she started doing that stuff you're like oh i get it yeah that's her yeah. power yeah they they did a good job explaining and setting up that this is what she can do. And honestly, I haven't seen wine kill people like that uh, since Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> man. That I was so that. cool. I got so, I got so upset. I said, that <laughs> Brian was sitting next to me. <laughs> Brian was sitting next to me. And she's in that place. And I was like, oh, no, she's not going to ruin all that Italian wine. Oh, my <laughs> God. She's going to ruin all that Sicilian wine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, gee. And then all of it comes out, and she like spikes them with it. Yeah, yeah. She like so turns cool. it into ice. It that was like... so cool. She spikes all those guys with it, and I, I, that was awesome. I at just least, was at such least, a waste of good wine. At least it wasn't the olive oil. Okay, that's true. <laughs> yeah, thank God. What else? Anything else? Uh, just one little scene I really liked was uh, when again when he's fighting Black Manta and he knocks the bell off, and it's about to. That girl instead and he, of just instead of just like grabbing her or like catching, catching it, it? He's like nope, and shoulder checks <laughs> it into the wall. 
That was brutal. I was like, "Oh my god, he is a glutton for punishment." But it, I thought he had head. I thought he had headbutted it, but I think you're right. I think he shoulder checked. Yeah, he shoulder checked. Yeah, but it. like, I think that made sense because he really didn't have enough time to like grab her and yeah. move her out of the way. He didn't have enough time to like. And what if he like couldn't yeah, he, like hold it up? He's know? not Superman. True. Yeah. So he just he did the best, the next best thing, which was to yeah. football tackle it out of the way. It was just it was such an awesome like oh shit nice kind of moment I don't know yeah uh, there there were thing like little things that I also didn't like like um, the fact that it was you know PG thirteen I mean I know they weren't going to go above PG thirteen but it was very a lot of it was very clean violence um, like in that scene where the the bell fell, like something fell on a guy and I was like oh okay so he's crushed beneath the waist and yeah. then they just lift it up and he's like oh thanks you know and they and runs away. Fight. And the runs away. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I think just, that's just a point, like where we're at with action movies. Like now, you can either go really like John Wick style with it, or you keep it PG-13. And I think right. we're all leaning more towards the John Wick style, but to uh, all of the like 14, oh, no, I know. 15, 16 year old kids that are watching this movie, they're not expecting a dude's legs to be crushed. Well, like like Mira, a toothpaste. Mira <laughs> chopped off the one dude's hand. That was pretty yeah, cool. She that did. Was, that was and cool. When Black Manta and he's just like slicing up and stabbing Aquaman, that was brutal. Yeah. That, like you see the burns on his arms from when he gets hit yeah. with the optic blast. That was cool. Yeah. So Another, there's there's enough an, in there to yeah. be dangerous and violent. No, I, yeah. no, no, absolutely. And I, it's just, again, little, just little things here and there. The, there's also a very small detail at the beginning of the film when uh, we see Atlanta. I believe when she's falling asleep or waking up. I'm not sure which one it is. Uh, the camera catches a glimpse of an H.P. Lovecraft novel <laughs> yeah. on the table. It yeah. was underneath, it, uh, underneath the snow globe. Yep, it was the Dunwich Horror. Yeah, Ice. that was a nice touch. Yeah, I, uh, which I just thought was interesting because there's no way that was accidental. No, no. Like it, it clearly the the fo- it focused on the letters of the name of the book and then moved away. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was cool. I was like, oh man, it's Lovecraft, and then you get that crazy crab monster at the end of it, and you're like, yeah, this all makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we hang the end on the beginning, and there it is. Yep. <laughs> uh. Any any last comments? No, I, I I think it's um I think it's it's a great re-energizing of the the DCEU. I know it doesn't, other than mentioning Steppenwolf once, um, they don't really talk about anything else outside of the DCEU. Yeah, you defeated Steppenwolf. Anyway, back to our movie. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And and I'll be honest, a little I, I, one other thing I was just a little problem with like I'm all for environmentalism, but it did kind of bash you over the head with like, Hey, humans are polluting things. Like, yeah. I, like, like we, I think we all kind of know that we are like, I don't think they needed to keep repeating it over and over again. Like, I think that was more or less setting up the like ocean master and uh-huh. you know, like their no, reason I, for bringing the war to the surface world. And, and yeah. I get, and I get mentioning it once, but they mentioned it multiple times. Yeah. Or, Orm apparently is the, hugest conservationist on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> he is the green piece. But even <laughs> but even Mira like mentioned it when yeah. they were in the yeah, desert. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The, but that was during their cringeworthy back and forth. So <laughs> yeah. I kind of discounted it as existing. Uh, 
So, oh, just an overview thought of it for me: the visuals and the action made this movie a must see for me. Yeah, uh, I may even go to see. I may even go see it in the theater again, probably next weekend. Uh, the story was good enough, and even with some of the dialogue misgivings, there's way more good than bad. Uh, it's definitely up there as some of DC's best work. Tonally, it is a world away. Get it from hey, hey. where Man of Steel was, but oh, I God, think yeah. DC feels the need to pivot because of the blowback to Zack Snyder's dark intentions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, uh, I absolutely loved the movie. I think it is my favorite DCEU film. To date, wow. uh, just because of, like I said, it was just a fun movie. Yeah, uh, the action and the CGI and the camera work all won me over, and uh, I'll probably wind up going to see it again before it's out of the theater. Um, I, I again, I, I, I also really, really enjoyed it. It, I would put it just, just below Wonder Woman for DC movies. I think that one because I feel like. I don't know, emotionally had a greater impact. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a ton of fun, visually amazing, you know, great fight scenes aside from some pacing issues and trying to feeling like they crammed a bunch of stuff in and some cringy dialogue. I mean, the good way outweighs the bad for the movie. And if you want to go and just see cool stuff happening on a giant screen, this is the movie for you. <laughs> And you're it's generally a, interested in water. It is a oh, spectacle. Yeah. It is an absolute spectacle movie. Uh, yeah, definitely, I agree. Rob, uh, since Jordan and Andrew kind of ranked where they have it, where where do you have it? I don't know. I I like a lot more about the DCEU than I don't like. Right. I don't like the the studio meddling. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's taking yeah. place, but. Even still, I think that this fits into that greater universe that started with Man of Steel. Yeah. So I think that that's all there. Um, I I don't want to rank it against other ones, but I would give it like a seven point five out of ten and call it like a B minus. Okay, I would say that too. Yeah. I'd um I would put it right now. I'd put it on par. Like I'd, I'd say it's a tie for me between Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, and and Aquaman because I love, I love things about those three movies, but they're such different movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so I, I, there's, there's things that, you know, neither, no, none of them are perfect, but I do all love different things in them. So I would have to say that those three are tied for me right now. Um, And then the other DC movies are much below that. I just, I just have to hope that at some point we do get another justice league movie and that they figure out what they're doing with with Batman, with Superman, with Henry Cavill, with Ben Affleck, or whoever it is playing these guys going forward. Yeah. Obviously, we're getting Wonder Woman 1984 next year, so that's going to be great. And uh, Shazam. And Shazam. And really Shazam. looking forward to Shazam. Which is absolutely a part of the DCEU. So. Yeah. Dude, uh, that trailer's so good still. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, it was really good seeing that in theaters. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'd only seen it on my TV, and I was like, okay. And then I saw it in theaters, like, oh, okay. <laughs> Charge your phone. Charge your, <laughs> your phone. Charge. Your phone's charge. Damn it! What the hell? I for one of my favorite parts of that was when he's leaving. He's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm a superhero." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to that movie. Definitely. Yeah. So stay tuned for our episode on that. Yep. Uh, 
this will have probably been our final episode of 2018. Yep. Expect bigger things from us in 2019. 2019, 2019 is a huge, huge, huge year. Huge, huge. massive, trem tremendous year. Oh, yeah. One of the greatest years. We're going to have a lot of good words. <laughs> <laughs> the best, the best words. Let us know what you think. Uh, for Pop Cannon, I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. I'm Andrew. And I'm Brian. Thank you for listening. Can't wait to uh, talk to you guys about Aquaman. Splish Splash! <laughs> <laughs> See you again. Curse, Thank you. Curse Sploosh. So, what did you guys think of Aquaman? Obviously, we liked it a whole lot. Who was your favorite antagonist? Did you love the costumes and design? How about the action? Are you enlisting to be part of the Kingdom of the Brine? Did you know Julie Andrews voiced that massive ocean floor-dwelling crab monster? Did you watch this and have fun like we did? Let us know. We love interacting with you guys, whether it's over on our Twitter page, at PopCannonPod, Give us a follow. We'll be sure to follow you back. Or head on over to our Facebook page at PopCannonPod and let us know in the comments. You can also subscribe to this podcast on YouTube. Just search Podcast, And don't forget the K. That's what makes us special. This podcast is available on all the platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker, CastBox, Radio Public, and the aforementioned YouTube. Subscribe to us, follow us, like us, tweet us, just don't mistreat us. And if you're a glutton for punishment and want to follow us individually, you can find me, Robert, on Instagram and Twitter at Yesball. Jordan can be found on Instagram and Twitter at JL24FPS. Andrew is on Instagram at AndroidSkeleton and Twitter at Flavored underscore Red. And Brian? Hoo boy. Well, Brian was last seen piloting a small fishing boat he stole from a marina in beautiful Sicily, where it was last reported he was headed out to search for the trench. Luckily, none of us have ever seen the trench, and we don't believe it exists, so he should be coming back any day now. Because obviously, nothing terrifying or horrible ever happens to people who go to the trench. What's that? It's real? He's doomed. I don't know if he has any flares. I'd hope so. Shit. Happy holidays, everyone, and Happy New Year. Seriously, thank you for listening. We'll be back very soon with more episodes and content like our Reactor Cannon reviews on Facebook. Recently featuring friend of the podcast Joe O'Connor reviewing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And if you play your cards right, there may be more where that came from.